Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Linda Rosak Burton's back, and I am grateful. Linda is the principal of DRW Coaching. You can find her at drwcoaching.com. She's also the author of Gratitude Heals, a wonderful book that you can find at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all kinds of places. She does coaching, consulting, uh, speaking, keynotes, workshops on gratitude. So welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. I am curious. I'm uh, I'm just curious. What the heck does DRW (laughs) Coaching stand for? Your name is Linda Rosak Burton. So is this dream, renew, (laughs) welcome? (laughs) Is that what it stands for? Quick thinking there. <laughs> now, actually, DRW, they were my sister's initials. And unfortunately, she lost her life at the age of 41 to breast cancer. Mm. And um, we had always thought we would end up uh, two old ladies sitting on a park bench years down the road. Um, and that didn't happen, obviously. And so for me to be able to honor her life, as short as it was, I decided that I would name my company um, on in honor of her. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's an expression of gratitude for her life. Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually what, what brought me to this work. Huh. Because as I started to bring the gratitude research into my coaching, <laughs> I actually started to practice gratitude. And I and I'm one of those that would have told you, yes, of course I'm grateful. What I discovered when I actually created certain practice techniques that kept that reframing um, in the forefront of my mind, sometimes hard, um, I was able to really recontextualize my grief. Mm. It wasn't easy. You know, when I try to reframe uh, the loss to what could I possibly be grateful for, where I was grateful she was no longer suffering. Mm -hmm. But that sentiment didn't go any deeper than the breath that it took to say it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it really was a way to um, deal with the grief in a very productive way, recontextualize it, um, and... It, it just opened up the floodgates for me to really find out what is gratitude all about. Hmm. Right? That is a wonderful lead-in to what we're talking about today, which is grateful processing. Yeah. Grateful processing. Yeah. I love that you've come up with all of these terms that make gratitude more tangible. Mm. So grateful processing, what is it? Well, it's actually something that's been researched and studied. Um, And Excuse me, I have to say this. I love the fact that everything you present has been researched and studied. You don't just pull things out of the air or come up with these fads. You know how in the world today we got a gazillion fads and people make up titles and they're based on nothing. So thank you for doing substantive. Well, you're welcome because I'm not good at just coming up with 
No. I don't have that creative Mm-mm. part. Plus, it's dangerous. I like theoretically mm. sound Good. work. I do, so, too. Yeah. I do, too, which is my hook mm-hmm. um, for, for this work. Grateful processing is a technique that we use when there's this what we call an open memory. There's an intrusive thought that continues to show up. And it could have happened, something that could have happened 20 years ago. It could have been a professor that was truly hard on you, told you, give up because you're never going to be what you think you could be. And that memory comes back, and um, it really does uh, create a struggle, Mm -hmm. a struggle. And so the process itself is to to think of what is that open memory. And this is not to bring up trauma. Um, it's to – actually, the assignment is on four lines, write down what it is about – what's the troubled memory? What's the open memory? And not to put a lot of work into into pages of what it is, but to summarize this open memory to the best that you can. And then after you've written it down, the next pro- part of the process is, okay, who are you how did you grow from this experience? What perspective of life did you gain? By this experience that perhaps you wouldn't have gained any other way. Hmm. And, and personally, how, how have you noticed what strength you have or had to get through whatever that experience was? You know, maybe it was a hard breakup. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was that professor that said, give up, mm-hmm. right? Go, walk away from this. Um, any relationship. And it's really to dig deep, right, because this is an open memory that we may have had for 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we're going to first think, what could, I possib- what could I possibly get out of this that I'm grateful for? So that's why we want to start with give, it, give us four lines that describe what that situation was, what, what about that relationship, and then to really imagine how how could I possibly say I benefited from this? And I honestly think where we start is, what have I learned about myself? So I want to just be sure I'm with you on this. You're saying that we need to dig up a memory, or it might not even require digging up. Yeah, it might be yeah, something that's right. been, you know, we've been perseverating yep. on. Yeah. And then write down four lines about the hurt? The memory. So I right. I mean, I remember when my professor told me, um, "Forget it. This Mm -hmm. is you're not smart enough. You're never going to graduate." Or, or someone that you wanted to say spend the rest of your life with, Mm -hmm. for whatever the reason is, that relationship no longer exists, and and it may just be something that you can't. You can't put away. Mm. Okay. Right. And and what what this process does is it in 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 the the lab, so to speak, it actually helped people increase their subjective well being. Uh, the cool thing about this is that three months when those 
those study participants came back, their subjective well-being had increased more than they had at the end of the intervention, mm. the, the grateful processing intervention. So it has some long-lasting effects. So subjective well-being is how I feel about my well-being. Subjective well-being is th- that you experience more positive emotions and thoughts, less negative emotions and thoughts, and overall feel very happy with your life. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Ed Diener was the researcher. He passed away a couple years ago. He was the one that actually came up with the, the term subjective well-being and really looked at how do we increase, you know, that we're paying attention to more of the good things in life mm-hmm. versus the negative. We'll always have them. The mm-hmm. world is not perfect. And, the, and when we have that higher ratio, um, we feel more, um, we feel like we're thriving, we're flourishing. Mm-hmm. Well, probably because we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably because, yeah, we really are thriving and flourishing. Yep. I like that. So what are some of the other benefits of this grateful processing? We got subjective well-being. Are there other wins? Mm-hmm. I think what it allows us to do, I believe what it allows us to do is that we really begin to recognize who are the important people in my life and what are the important things in my life that... I can be very grateful for. And sometimes those important people were very supportive of us, st- maybe still very supportive of us while we were going through that experience. Mm-hmm. And so when we we try to, we don't want to limit the number of things that we feel we can glean from this open memory as a positive. Mm-hmm. And this isn't Pollyanna, this isn't rose-colored glasses, this is digging deep because there's always lessons we can learn mm-hmm. in life. And part of that is looking at something that we, we keep stumbling over, we keep grumbling over. And we're much happier if we're not continually up against this, these intrusive thoughts. And then so to summarize it, then the next part of the process is, okay, uh, how, how can you, what, what's the gratitude statement? Mm. How can you sum it up in a couple of sentences why you're actually grateful for what you have gained by this experience? Hmm. It sounds liberating. It mm. sounds like one of the benefits is that I, Joanne, am no longer hostage yeah. to the memory. Yep to the experience, or even to the person, because sometimes even though, you know, a person has exited stage left, we can still be hostage. Um, Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like this is one of the benefits is a a sense of liberation. It is. Mm -hmm. It is, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because we, we do a really good job as human beings about ruminating over and over and over again. And uh, Amy, I have a PhD in that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me well, tell you. <laughs> I think I'm close to that, too. Um, yeah, well, because p- negative emotions are stronger than positive. And that's why we need the, the increase of positive mm-hmm. awareness um, um, activities, thoughts, discussions that minimize the heaviness, the stickiness Mm -hmm. of those negative emotions. So it takes work. 
and it doesn't mean that that, sur- that memory is not going to surface again, but it's going to be dramatically changed mm-hmm. in how you are I- internalizing that open memory. I like that. I think that's very useful. Mm-hmm. Very, very useful. And hopefully, through doing the grateful processing, you can close the memory. Yes. And put it in its yes. place. Yes. Yeah. I... um one of the psychologists who's been on this show, Dr. Catherine Neal, said that, oh, I, I want to say how she put it. She said, it is not like we forget painful experiences. It is that we put them in their place mm-hmm. and we don't allow them to drive current behavior. Ooh. And I Well I, done. Yeah, yep. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. So, hmm. What do you think would get the most out of this? Oh, <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that's immune mm-hmm. to having this open memory that keeps showing up in our life. Um, and in fact, probably damaging in some way to certain relationships that we currently have. Mm-hmm. So to to benefit, who it would benefit, it would benefit anyone that really can't shake that open memory, that troubling memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're not talking about anything unethical, et cetera. Um, but, but for them to, they, first of all, they would have to get to a point where they are aware mm-hmm. that this open memory that keeps resurfacing is negatively impacting them in some way. Mm-hmm. And that's a discovery in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? Because we, by this time, if we've been living with this memory for a long time, um, we truly have a belief that <laughs> um, we, we truly have a way of judging ourselves mm-hmm. or the other person, and it's turned into a belief that convinces us that we are right in continuing to surface this over and over again. So it it does take a lot of work, but I think in the long run, if we, the, I love your term liberating, the, the ability to, to let go of that weight mm-hmm. and, and no longer have that individual, that situation, the circumstance, whatever it was, um, continue to impact the quality of our life. Okay. That absolutely makes sense. That absolutely positively makes sense. So I want to think about this. We've been talking mainly on the individual level, but both you and I do a lot of work with groups, teams, organizations. Any utility of grateful processing there? Yeah, I, I think it's really apropos today when you think um, of teams that are coming back into the office mm-hmm. if they haven't if they've ever left right um, there's a sense of still needing to unpack what we've mm-hmm. experienced over the last three years mm-hmm. and everybody's experience is different and so one of the thing one technique that I've where I've used this is to really ask the the team how how did they make it through, mm. right? 
How did they make it through? And if it's a positive response, right, then that's, that kind of shows me that they've processed things well. Mm-hmm. And if it's a negative response, then we can go into some grateful processing discussions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and, and listen, I never, I never minimize people's hardships. Mm-hmm. It is healthy to be able to say, you know, this is this is what I'm st- I'm struggling with, mm-hmm. and go through that grateful processing uh, exp- uh, process. Mm-hmm. So, with teams and workers, do you have to do it more than once to get them to get it? Oh, I haven't seen it. I think it becomes a process that they can do again on their own when they find that there's something that continues to resurface. Mm-hmm. It, could, it could be as simple as we just lost a huge contract and everybody's feeling terrible, mm-hmm. right? So how can we take that loss and use the grateful processing approach to understand what did, what have we learned? How did we grow? What's really important? Um, so that's a, another way teams could use it. So what you're saying is that it ha- it can, has to, should maybe become a part of how teams function, yeah. that they, when they do their debriefs on all kinds of things, yeah. that they bring in the grateful processing. Correct. Okay. Yeah, very helpful. Very, very helpful and I think very healthy. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you work with leaders on, them learning how to do this themselves. Right. So that they can then teach it to their right. teams. Right. Okay. It, it's, um, it's an amazing process to observe mm-hmm. because w- when, when people begin to approach this process mm-hmm. and someone steps into that place of courage and shows vulnerability, mm-hmm. then the psychological safety in the room is where it should be. Other people can talk about how they have struggled or what they are struggling with. And when they begin to witness that turnaround, it's, it's, there's a level of energy mm-hmm. that you you possibly could not have achieved if you just looked at the situation yeah that was that was bad we lost that contract etc let's move on this should be your next book <laughs> i'm serious this should be your next book <laughs> grateful processing for individuals and teams mm. i'm serious like we're going to talk about that when okay, this is over okay i like that idea yeah, this should be Ooh. your next book <laughs> So anything you want to be sure that we remember about grateful processing? Remember it's a process. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number one. Um, And, and you know what, to keep, have it serve you in Mm -hmm. a way that you can continue to come back to it because well, while we go through this process, writing it down, thinking this, going deep dive, et cetera, um, it, that summary, that grateful summary statement at the end, mm-hmm. put it somewhere where you can see it. Mm. Remind yourself. If you put it in a journal, that's great. When you close the journal, you won't see it. So I put it somewhere. Put it on your mirror in the morning where you can look at it while you're getting ready or 
uh, somewhere that it's in your line of vision several mm-hmm. times a day, that is what's going to serve you better mm-hmm. um, after the process. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. So thank you for exposing mm. us to introducing us to Grateful Processing. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you'll come back. I definitely will, Joanne. Thank this you This so was much. another wonderful episode with Linda Rosak Burton, author of Gratitude Heals. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.